Hey hun, it's me, Danielle. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Hey, hun. Before we get into this episode of From Huns to Humans, I wanted to just point something out. Did you notice that my intro changed? Yeah. So I've been doing some education for myself, and I was very much unaware of what the implications of saying drinking the Kool-Aid meant. Um, Before the section in my intro said, now sit back and drink the Kool-Aid with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Oh my God, I had no idea how insensitive that comment was. Um, I knew that drinking the Kool-Aid had to do with cults, but I didn't really understand the historical implications behind that statement. Um, Recently, I've been reading Amanda Montel's book, Cultish, and she has a whole section in her book dedicated to the Jonestown massacre and cult murder suicides. And I'm not going to get all the way into that, um, but I definitely encourage you to go and read her book, find other sources to learn about this tragedy, um, because essentially, in a nutshell, what happened was their cult leader um, forced everyone to drink um, what it was, was actually Flavor-Aid, it wasn't Kool-Aid, and um, everyone died. So um, obviously I didn't say those things with the intent to harm or insult anyone, um, but I am going to take this moment to own, um, own the mistake and encourage everyone to do their own research into this or, um, and learn about what happened. And um, we do just need to be careful about what we're saying. I am, uh, going to be keeping my intro for the other episodes, um, mostly because I don't know how to change it. Um, But also I think that it's important for everyone to kind of be on this journey with me. And for the first however many episodes, I didn't realize what I was saying was wrong. And now I'm here letting you guys know that is not okay. We should not be saying that. Um, And we need to be aware of what we're saying and what the implications are. So yeah, anyways, I hope you really enjoy this episode. Um, I'd love to hear from you if you have anything you wanna let me know if I say anything in any episode and you're like, hey Danielle, like that that was uh, not really okay. Let me know as long, you know, we can have a conversation about it. I'm always here to educate myself and I'm human and I'm growing and so aren't you. So give yourself grace, learn from, learn when you can learn and, keep moving forward. Uh, Thanks everyone. And here's the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I'm Danielle, and today I'm really excited to have Julie Jo, and you can find her on Instagram and TikTok with her handle, Walking on Lexapro, which hilarious handles. (laughs) As a mental health therapist, I love that. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about, uh, Julie's experience, Julie Joe's experience. And, um, we're also going to talk about the FTC letters that have recently come out and just, you know, whatever else comes up. So Julie, take it away. It sounds good. Well, I'm excited. We finally got to get on here. It took a while for us to match up our schedules. We had one, my schedule messed up and then it took us a while, but I'm, I'm glad that we're here. Um, uh I don't know what what are we gonna talk about do you want to start with like your story and then we'll kind of go from there absolutely yes um so I grew up in a small town and I MLMs were not seen as a bad thing in that town just because it seemed like everyone was in them even people in my high school so there were even students in my high school that were in like vector marketing you know like selling the knives cutco knives or Um, There was a girl specifically, she was so nice, but she was selling Herbalife as a 17 year older, 17 year old girl. And she was, I don't know, maybe she was selling it for her parents, who knows, but she was selling me Herbalife. Like I would buy it from her. Um, And yeah, it was, so it wasn't a big deal, Um, but I never, never really got into it then. And I somehow managed to get away from my small town. Uh, without participating in any of that. Great. I thought I dodged the bullet then, um, but went to college. I worked at a summer camp three summers in a row, made a lot of great friends there. And one of my friends that I made, she started working in Arbonne and her mom was already in Arbonne, had been in Arbonne for a long time. She was doing well in Arbonne, you know, all that good stuff, whatever. And, um, my friend started and I was like, oh, what's that? That's cool. Like I really respected this person. And then she reached out to talk to me and I was like, oh my gosh, she wants to talk to me. You know, there's those people in life that like, she's my friend, but we weren't like best friends. And I wanted her to be like a good friend of mine because I thought she was so cool and fascinating and stuff. Well, this is that kind of person. And so I was like, oh my gosh, she wants to talk to me. Absolutely. Let's chat. Yes. And so we got on the phone and she explained it to me, but of course, you know, she explained it not how it should be explained. It was more of like, you can do this on your own time. It's stuff that we already do. You know, if you're in the anti-MLM community or you've seen an anti-MLM video of any kind, you've likely heard all the phrases. Um, so I said, yeah, sure. I joined and in 13 months, I qualified for the top 2% of the company, which was weird to say. I don't, I like, when I think back now and I'm like, that is so weird that I was, you know, me, like that I was able to do that. Like, I don't know. It's so shocking to me. Um, but it's helped, it's led me to where I am today. Um, so what happened that got me to leave a few things, and it wasn't like one big thing that blew up, it was a few little things that stacked up. So um, we got FTC warning letters when I was in Arbonne 
And that made me question a few things. You know, why are we getting these letters? Why are we in trouble? Why are we having to do all of this? What's going on? Right. So that kind of was like breaking down the wall. Um, then there was all the politics going on and all of the COVID stuff. And I was like, this is weird. Like the way that everyone is throwing their politics around and doing all this odd stuff. I don't like it. You know, why is this happening? Um, and, and why are we saying COVID can, why are we saying our products can do this for COVID? You know, why are we saying they can heal COVID? Like COVID's a virus. I'm, I'm in the healthcare. So for me, I was like, our immune booster is not going to do anything for COVID. You know, it's not going to cure COVID. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things they got in trouble for actually. And so, um, you know, all these things that were kind of like breaking down the wall, um, for me to see what was going on. Finally, the last one, and it was the biggest one and the most shocking one after I qualified for the top 2%, I would, you're kind of considered a leader. Um, and they want to put you into this leadership group. And so at that point, um, my leaders, the majority of them thought a certain way, like they all had the same thought process, which I thought was so weird in the sense of like, the top income earner, if she thought this way, if she believed this way, it trickled down to everyone else. If you know me, you know that I'm extremely stubborn. I have my own thought process and no one can change it. I, and, and as, but I will say that with education and as I learn, I will, I can change it. Um, but I just don't let someone, you know, trickle down, um, especially when it comes to like politics and stuff. And they invited me to a group that was based on QAnon conspiracy. I saw, you know, them post a lot on Instagram about it. Um, I was just so thrown off in my mind. I was like, wow, that is are they in a cult? Like, are they a part of this cult? And I was like, wait, am I in a cult? Like, am I a part? I'm not a part of that. Like for a moment, I felt like, I guess I'm in this, but wait, no, I'm not. Like, I don't believe in that. And so it was kind of like this wall finally being broken down of like, no, I don't believe that. Like stepping out of this bubble, um, that they tried to put me in of believing everything that they believe. Um, and that's when I stepped away. So, yeah. And, um, so I have another episode with my friend, Emma, um, and we talk about how she got led into QAnon as well through Limelight. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And when we like broke it down, it was really scary to see like she was talked about how it was like it started out as like a like conspiracy group like conspiracy light is what she called it like aliens and like things like that yeah and then it just like went like Katy Perry eats babies and it was it got real real quick yeah most definitely and it started out the group started out a little light kind of like what you know she Kate you know what she mentioned but um it's like save our children do you remember that? Yep. It started out as save our children. And I still have an Instagram post about that, that I, that I keep up to remember that whenever I was kind of stepping into that. Um, so I almost stepped into it and became a part of it. Um, and I guess I was for a second until, until the posts of QAnon started happening. 
Um, and there was this one like famous QAnon person on Instagram who was undercover and posted cute stuff. I don't know if you remember them. They had big followings. They keep, they kept getting their uh, profile deleted by Instagram. Um, and everyone that I knew in Arbonne was just following this person, sharing their stuff. And it was all QAnon conspiracy. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't, I cannot do this. And that's when I stepped away. Yeah. It was a lot. It is a lot. And it's really, I'm curious, like what your mental health experience was surrounding all of that, because especially when something that's so conspiracy heavy is thrown in your face and it challenges your beliefs. Um, you know, I think that the anti-MLM community especially is all about like, sure, like show me something that will change my mind. Like we we would love for you guys to prove us wrong and to show us that you guys are not doing something that's scammy and sketchy and not good for people. Um, so I, I, and I love that about our community because it just shows how much more flexible we are now compared to when we were in. But anyways, um, I'm curious how like that affected your mental health being exposed to QAnon and all of your other mental health stuff in regards to your MLM? Uh, my mental health was at an all-time low. And as someone, so I have a lot of childhood trauma um, that I'm working like with a therapist and a psychiatrist on. Um, but I still, through all of that, my mental health was at my lowest at that point in my life. Um, and I have a video on my YouTube on that. And my YouTube's just Julie Joe. That's it. That's it. <laughs> just type that in. Um, but I, uh, you know, it got to the point where I didn't want to be here anymore. That, that's how bad it was. And so um, I was, you know, you almost want to feel relieved that you left, but then it, it's almost like you, you're going against everything that you knew. Um, I, it was like when I was in Arbonne, it, at this point, it feels like almost like it didn't happen. Like it did happen, but it doesn't feel, it feels like a gap in my life. Um, because like, I am who I used to be like before Arbonne again, which is super nice. I mean, I'm a little more edgy and I'm, you know, a little different, of course, you know, going through all of that, but, um, I'm definitely, you know, I, I'm not the same person I was in Arbonne. I, I was a different person in Arbonne and I feel like, uh, my mental health without me realizing it, crash and burned. And one day I was just like, I don't want to be here anymore. I can't, I cannot, I can no longer do it. Um, which was horrifying, you know, for me, my husband, my, my, um, therapist, my psychiatrist we were like, okay, we've got to stop and look at everything and we've got to start over. We've got to do something else. Um, and so uh, that was October 31st of 2020. 2020 was a hard year in general. So that didn't help anyone's mental health, but, um, that was pretty quickly after, um, the whole QAnon stuff that wrecked me. Um, that was really shocking that, you know, these women that I was supposed to look up to that were my mentors, my leaders, these people who showered me in gifts, who said they loved me, who, you know, did so much for me. They, all of a sudden wanted me to be a part of something that I knew I couldn't be a part of. And I felt shameful not doing it, which was one of the worst parts. 
Like I was like, I know I can't do this because I, I don't believe in it, but I felt shameful not doing it, not being a part of it. Um, and it was just my, my brain was, I was conflicted. Um, and it was just, yeah. So all that to say my mental health was all time low, (laughs) the worst it's been ever. Yeah. And I, I wonder how you feel about this too. So I was in Arbonne as well, um, briefly. And what I felt from my Arbonne experience in particular was like, there's so much toxic positivity that it's almost like this placebo effect. And once you stop taking your Arbonne placebos of like all of the toxic positivity memes and all of like the group calls like once you step out and you're like oh like I have something to do like I can't come to the group call today or I can't do this um like I started to notice like my mental health was like level like zero um and I was like oh well I need to get on another team call so that way I can be happy again absolutely I think that's an excellent way to say it like a toxic positivity placebo. That's awesome. I love that so much. Um, and that's exactly right. I mean, it is, it's, it is filled with toxic positivity. Uh, and you almost feel as though you can't show anything negative going on in your life, even though there is stuff. And for me personally, I, you know, I was trying to share some of my mental health journey because people knew I was going on it. Um, and that was just part of my life. You know, I tried to be open and honest about it. Um, but there were times when my uplines would message me and they would ask me, Hey, I saw your, you know, I saw your story on your Instagram. How are you? Are you okay? You know, and and while they didn't say like, don't post, I felt very odd. Um, it was very much implied, like maybe you shouldn't be posting stuff like that. It seems like you're not okay. It seems like you're not all there. Um, which made me feel really uncomfortable. And so I stopped, I stopped posting about like, I felt like part of healing for me was just being open and honest about it. And and stopping it was just like stopping the healing, you know, the healing journey that was going on. Um, so yeah, those little tactics here and there, they pop out and I see them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just thinking about this too, when I, um, something that you said triggered this memory for me. I used to like make my shake every morning on my Instagram and, you know, got it. Kind of show you how to make protein shakes because it's not as easy as putting powder in water. Um, So I would like do that and I would always get comments like, I love watching you like make your shakes in the morning and like talking like people would not, not Arbonne people, like other people would tell me like they loved watching me. They never bought the products from me, but they loved watching me make my shakes. And I was always like, that's so interesting. And now I think what they were actually liking was like me being me versus me selling a product. Um, Yeah. And like, I remember also feeling like so phony doing that. Like, you know, like so much, like, so I was being complimented doing this thing where it was giving me like cognitive dissonance where I was like, 
I'm doing this because I should, but like, I liked it. It, it, like so many mixed feelings. Um, but almost like, you know, how like the body positivity movement, we'll talk about like not commenting on people's bodies for like their toxic behavior, but people were like complimenting me on my toxic behavior and like feeding my Arbon disorder. (laughs) Yeah, that's Arbon disorder. I love that. That is exactly right. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. That Arbon disorder. Um, that's something I, I would, I, fist sticks. I mean, I would do a fist stick story every day. I mean, it was, it was nuts. Um, and that was probably the hardest thing was not taking fist sticks. And then like, you know, once I left and then of course, something that, something that was shocking when I finally kind of cleared, you know, cleared the muddied water for Arbon water out of my head was that I literally didn't let myself drink coffee for a year. Yeah. Because of the shame around coffee and Arbon. Yeah. Did you ever, you, did you, you get that, did you get that feeling? I actually don't drink coffee. Um, I have ADHD. So like, uh, throughout most of my life, I was on medication for that. And that was, that was my coffee. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) I always felt like there was this, um, stigma, which I mean, to sell fist sticks, you want to tell people coffee's not great for you. Right ridiculous right there's nothing um, wrong with coffee unless you're literally pouring a pound of sugar in your coffee like there's yeah exactly there's nothing wrong with just like I have like espresso and almond milk you know like there's fancy right in my pink cup there's nothing wrong with it and like when I finally you know I would literally judge people who had coffee in their hand and be like oh my gosh you need a fist stick you need to throw that coffee away you know how horrible yeah. When you think about it, you're like, I cannot believe that was me. And I used to see anyone who I was introduced to or anyone I talked to, I would be like, wow, would they be good for my business? That's, that's how I saw people daily was, would they be good in my Arbon business? And yeah. that's how I kept them in my life or not. That's how I decided if I wanted to keep them in my life or not. That is disgusting you know, and for me to sit here and go, I cannot believe I saw people like that. You know, I, I, I sit here and I'm shocked Yeah, and I'm yeah. saddened that that's how I used to see people. Yeah. And so many see people like that still. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that people have such a hard time leaving is because they have to face those feelings and realize like, like if you're leaving because you're realizing that the business model is wrong, and not just because you think you failed, then you have to look at yourself and realize all the things that you did wrong. Um, and I think that's why so many people hop from MLM to MLM because they want to prove that it's not them. Yes, yes. Yeah, they want to prove it's the company. Um, and it's so sad because honestly, it's what they don't know is that it's not them, right? right? Like They feel like it's me, but I don't think it is. Maybe it's just the company hop to another MLM, don't make it right. Hop to another MLM, think that they fail, hop to another, but in reality, it's the MLM business model. So any MLM they get into, they more than likely won't succeed because of the business model. And it's, it's so sad. Um, they, along the way of trying to prove themselves, they go into debt and they ruin their mental health. (laughs) It's awful. It's It's so bad. It's so bad. So 
Um, as someone who's really been at all of the levels of the pyramid, um, would you say that there was like a portion of the pyramid where like your mental health was the worst? Like, or was it a different journey depending on what rank you were? I, the higher up, for me at least, um, the worse my mental health. Yeah. The bigger the team you have, <clears throat> the more people you have saying, I cannot get anyone on my team. I don't have anyone purchasing. I am not going to make my rank. I'm not, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not making any money. The um, bigger the plate you have of failures. I mean, you just, like when I was an executive area manager and I had 30 or 40 people under me, I was, I was training these people every week. I was talking to them every day. I was trying to be a good leader while also my, while my mental health was diminishing. Um, I was trying to help these people succeed because I really thought that they could. Like, I, I really thought that they could. When in reality, they were failing, the majority of them, yeah. because the system makes sure that the majority of them do. Um, and I had them, I had people quitting left and right all the time. And so we had to add people left and right all the time. Um, so the higher you go, the harder it gets, honestly. Yeah, um, I think that's a good point because also the higher up you go, the more pressure you have to perform for the MLM to like put on the show of like, I'm doing so fantastic and so can you. So like your mental health is declining, but you're supposed to be showing that you're doing better. Absolutely. And I mentioned to you this before, I mentioned this to you before we started, um, sorry about my words mixing up. I just woke up a few, like an hour ago. I'm still drinking my coffee. Um, but I mentioned this to you, but I didn't say it while we were talking on the recording. So, um, I am talking to a national vice president in Arbonne who is trying to get out, um, who sees what's going on now. Um, and they are feeling all the feelings all the pain, all the stuff, all the shame, all the, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that this was me. I cannot believe I did this to people. I cannot believe like this and that. Um, I had her, she messaged me the other, the other day. She said, um, I, she said, I'm having, uh, something like I'm having a really hard day. And I just like, I know that feeling, you know, and it's so, awful. And the fact is I was just qualified for regional vice president. I wasn't even an, I wasn't a national vice president. That's even worse to try to get out of. And she's direct to some of the biggest, most famous people in Arbonne. And so for me to like, say like, oh, I had it hard. I mean, I did, but she has it extremely hard because if she leaves, that's a big deal. And she said, you know, they're already talking badly about me. They're already saying I'm just not working. They're already saying these things, um, about me and I haven't even left. Wow. But I, I'm just, I'm just not positive all the time. You know, I'm just not as successful as I was. Cause she hit national vice president five months, five months. And now she's like still a national vice president, obviously, but she's not 
as successful as she was, right? Like she's not hitting the same numbers. Well, of course not. You, there's right, no way right. possible that you can do that. You hit it in five months. There's no way that you can, can hit those numbers every single time and do better, better, better. That's right. not possible. And so, yeah, it's so, so sad. It's, it's awful. Yeah. Oh, um, I wonder I wonder if you experienced this, but I, I, I'm also wondering if she'll experience this as well when she does like finally make the full exit or when you made the exit, did you notice that other people started to question the business? Um, and did other people like kind of follow in your footsteps as they saw you leave because you were so successful and then like you abruptly left? Yeah, so... Um... I think out of all the people on my team, there's only one person still working. And that one person was not higher up. Um, they were, I don't even think they hit the first level. I think they just stayed in it because they like it. Um, but yeah, my people who were direct to me that were area managers, um, district managers, they all just kind of left. Um, and now one of my good friends, I still have a couple of friends that were, that were in Arbonne with me. Um, mm -hmm. and the, the, the person who was my direct executive area manager, um, when I qualified for region, her and I are still good friends. She's wonderful. And I met her in Arbonne. Um, she left pretty quickly after I left, which was great. I, I, I am so lucky that I had a decent experience leaving. I am so lucky because that is not true for most. Yeah. I also quietly left, like ghosted everyone and rolled out of the way really quickly. Um, yeah, it was the, the best way to leave. If you, if, if you, if someone's listening to this and they're like, how do I leave my MLM quietly and quietly, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Just quietly go. Don't make it a big deal. Just go. Um, Cause I mean, that's just, that's the best way to do it. And so, yes, a lot of them did leave, but I think that there's also some issue. Some of them are upset with me um, because they are like, why were you so MLM and why did you get me into it? And then why did you go anti-MLM? You know, there's this like, there's this, you know, like, uh, I guess, wall of like, wow, you got me into this why are you out of an anti-MLM now? And, you know, my answer to that is, well, watch my videos. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I, I explain everything, you know, I, 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 I give every, every fact and every, everything. You, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I love my academia. I love my facts. I love my policy procedures. You know, I love all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely so, be like linking your YouTube I don't know. I don't know how to link a TikTok. I probably can though. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And if you yeah. want to, if you know how to link Instagram, you can just like say yeah. it's the same as my TikTok. So yeah. I'll at least like put your name down there. Yeah. Something. Cool. And, and so I know, I know a few people, I've had a couple of comments on my TikTok that mm -hmm. are like from people who worked with me who were like, say stuff like that. And I'm like, listen, watch my videos. I've explained it all. Yeah. So, I mean, I can only do so much. Yeah. And like, like I was saying earlier, I feel like 
the anti-MLM community, like the reason, like we have to, not the reason we have to be flexible and we have to be able to like show our process and own up when we did something wrong, because that's the whole point is that we're taking responsibility for our actions and saying, Hey, I, I messed up. Um, I did this thing and here I am now. And let me try to tell you, tell you why I know this is wrong now. And if you're not willing, willing to like sit back and actually listen, then stop commenting except you use your comments as uh content which is awesome <laughs> yeah hate comments by the way if you're listening and you get hate comments use them as content because especially if you make money off of it why not you know yeah. um that's the best thing you can do with it um, <laughs> but yeah and I think they have a right to be upset you know like they have a right to be upset I, and they if they if it feels better for them to be mad at me they can be mad at me you know, I, I'm totally okay with them being upset with me. I'm totally okay with them being mad at me and blaming everything on me as long as they stay out. Yeah. If me leaving and them being pissed at me is the only way they stay out of an MLM, fine. Just stay out. I'm okay with it. Yeah. In the long run, them hating you and staying out of MLMs is protecting them from losing all that money and damaging their mental health in the process. Absolutely. I'd rather not be liked than someone ruin their life. So, um, so what, what do you notice as a content creator in the anti MLM world in relation to mental health? Like, I'm sure you get comments and messages all of the time. Is there like a common thread that you're seeing? Yes. Um, MLM and mental health is entwined. I mean, there, there's no, I mean, if someone joins an MLM, it's going to direct, they're directly related to each other. It's going to directly impact their mental health. Um, I get people all the time messaging me, DMing me, sending me things, um, sending me their stories. And some of them are horrifying. I mean, terrifying. And they're still, I mean, they're in therapy over it. I mean, I've had people, like, I, I, I've been therapy, you know, I mean, I have been, but like, I specifically have to have been in therapy for my MLM and I've had sessions over what has happened. And so people have had to start it, start therapy because of the impact the MLM has had on them um, and what it has done to them. Um, the anti-MLM community, let me see. Uh, the anti-MLM community, I get comments all the time um, on my YouTube videos and and people talk about how it makes so much sense now. You know, they, they'll use that phrasing like, that makes sense or um, different things like that as we try to explain like, well, this is manipulation and here's why, or this is love bombing and here's why. And they go, oh, that makes sense you know? Um, yeah. So I hope that, I hope I'm answering your question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, coming back to what I said earlier about like me making my shakes and people being like, giving me all this positive feedback about like my presentation of doing that. I also would have people like message me or talk to my parents saying how positive I seemed and how happy I seemed and like 
it was just so great to see you being so positive and so happy. Um, and I just, I don't know, like, it's just so interesting. Again, people commenting on my toxic behavior and praising it um, and not realizing that, like, I mean, I'm a pretty positive person, but I'm also the first person to tell you when, like, like, if you ask me how I'm doing and, like, you're a stranger on the street, I'll be like, oh, actually, today kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be someone that's like, yeah. oh, great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'll, I'll say not having the best day. Yeah, not very great, but you know, whatever. Yeah, might be better. So it's interesting because, like, the community aspect, like, you know, people on the outside are praising you for all of like the things that you're doing that are actually manipulation, um, which I think is really interesting, and it's not really something I thought of until we started talking. <laughs> yeah, that is that is interesting, and people um, people were shocked when I left mm -hmm. because I was just known as like the Arbon girl. Yeah. Um, you were so shocked. They were like, you didn't seem like you hated it. You know, they, they like, cause I lost a lot of weight. You know, I was the girl who lost a bunch of weight. I've gained it back. Don't worry. It's not <laughs> sustainable. Um, I lost a bunch of weight, like 30, 40 pounds. I, um, was smiling all the time of course only showing the happy parts and people were like oh my gosh you look so happy and stuff and that's people will say like that's one of the reasons they joined the team was because of how I looked and how I portrayed it and I just seemed so happy and that I love the products and that I love the business and that I love this um when most of the days I was faking it not faking loving the products um I mean don't get me wrong some of the products weren't great um, but I actually made myself believe that I love them. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I would like tell myself that I loved them, but like, since I quit, I haven't touched a product in a day. Like I literally just made a TikTok of me throwing away a bunch of fist sticks and, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and like, literally they've just been sitting on my counter shaming me. So I was like, all right, like, I'm not going to kid myself into thinking I'm going to use up all of the sunk cost bullshit. Yeah that I don't yeah. even really like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's, I, when I do stuff like as anti MLM creator, I try to show some, some compassion for people who are in MLMs when it comes to that, because I literally made myself believe that I loved every product. Yeah. I, I would take every product. I literally made myself believe that I loved it all. Even yeah. if I didn't, Ooh, you know like what I mean? powder. <laughs> no, but I made myself believe it. I would literally put like a fist stick in it and like college it. I would put it all in there and shake it up all together and make myself believe that I loved it. Oh yeah. The green guts glow and everyone, I like never could get behind that. I like made it one time and I was like, this is literally swamp trash. And like, yeah, everyone's like, disgusting. let me drink my special drink in the morning. And I'd be like, why? why I'm not going to make myself drink something that I don't like. Um, so I, I was not there with you on the, on that one, but like, I, the green guts glow it, it, the thing with it is it wouldn't mix yeah. like the, the collagen one wouldn't mix, right? Like, did you have that issue? It wouldn't mix for me. I, well, was I like, tried it like once. And then I was like, I'm never drinking this again. <laughs> oh, I was, I was so dedicated. You were. Even if I hated it so much, it was going down my, my guzzle right here, going down my throat. <laughs> I was drinking that thing. 
Um, poor, poor Julie Joe. I'm just thinking of her and I'm like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, you have to like videotape yourself taking it. So you have to have a smile on your face and like, yeah. like just, just eat your vegetables. Honestly, they're so much better. They're so much better. Just eat them. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Um, so Let's jump to the FTC letters because, um, as you said, you got FTC letters when you were in the MLM, but now there's a whole new round of FTC letters. Um, as I told you earlier, I've been like, my life has been a little bit crazy, so I haven't gotten to do any like deep dives or anything about what everything's about, but I know that you are super well-versed in them. <laughs> yeah, for, for the most part, I haven't really read read them too much but I have read what Samuel Levine has said and he is um, the director Mm -hmm. uh, who really led those FTC letters so so the FTC sent out warning letters to not just MLM companies there were like I think there were 28 pages so it was like 1300 something companies but any MLM if you if you think of any MLM I think almost every single MLM was on there Um, I, we, I looked up dozens and dozens of them and they were all on there. So, and some that we've never even heard of before. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And, and some people were like, oh, this one's not on there, but it was, they were just under their LLC name. And it's just not the same as what they call themselves. So I'll, if you want, I'll read some stuff about it, but it says like the federal trade commission is putting more than 1,300 businesses that pitch money-making ventures on notice that if they deceive or mislead consumers about potential earnings, the FTC won't hesitate to use its authority to target them with large civil penalties. Um, And this is from the MLM police on Instagram. Um, But she said, from multi-level marketing companies offering the dream of owning a business to investing to investment coaches with promises of secrets on how to beat the odds, to gigs that pitch a steady second income, um, it they have civil penalties of up to $43,000. And that's one, that's just one penalty. Like if they catch you lying, income claims, doing stuff like that, that are to the extreme, um, you could get hit with a $43,000 fine. And this is what um, Samuel Levine, he's the director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection. And he says, preying on consumers and workers with bogus promises of big earnings should never be profitable. Today's announcement helps ensure that companies that cheat struggling Americans will pay a heavy price. So I, I was so excited because I remember when I started my anti-MLM content, education, whatever you want to call it. And I remember looking up Samuel Levine. I think that he is a newer director. I don't think he's been a director for a while. I think he's newer. Um, If I'm wrong, someone can, you know, um, correct me. But I remember looking up that he's newer and that he mentioned that he was going to implement a lot more and hold MLMs accountable. And I remember telling myself, okay, we'll see, right? Like, we'll see. Um, this is one of those things. Yeah. This is huge. And, uh, when I was in Arbonne, like you said, we got those warning letters and 
it was, it was a big deal. I mean, you were having to get on trainings. You were having to relearn everything. You were having to go through your, your social media and delete anything with any kind of claim on it. Then you had to slap a disclaimer on everything. Um, you had to, um, sign something you had. I mean, there was just so much you had to do and it was a big freaking deal. And people were like, what the heck? Especially new people. They like, they were like, I'm not, I'm not in this. I'm out. you know, like, this is weird. I don't like this. Um, and so now it's happened again, but it's way bigger this time. And so if, you know, if they take it as seriously as they did last time, which I'm guessing they should. Yeah. It's, it is chaotic right now in the multi-level marketing world in general. I'm sure it's really interesting um, being like a fly on the wall. Like I can only imagine like being a new person that just signed up and like going into like that Zoom call and listening to everyone panic and then not knowing like what they just got into. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I hope that some things come out of it. And that was something um a couple of people on the podcast have kind of talked about is like, how do we like make sure that this actually happens? And like, how do we know the FTC is going to follow through? And like, how does the FTC follow through? Like, what can we as the community do to support this to make it happen? Do you know? Yeah. Um, turn them in, turn them in, turn them into the FTC. That I think that is one of the big reasons that all these letters were sent out. Uh, the best thing that you could do other than, you know, anti-MLM, I think that was a big part of it too. Just growing so big. It just, anti-MLM has gotten so big, right? Yeah. And, you know, letting, helping us expose them and stuff, turning them into the FTC is huge. Maybe once or twice of the same person, Eh, you know, they might not do much. 30 people turning the same thing in, something's going to happen. Yeah. You know? And I think that's, it takes five minutes to turn someone into the FTC. Do you have a YouTube video or anything that talks about that or a TikTok that? I have, um, I have a link. Um, I did do a TikTok live where I turned Jesse Lee into the FTC and I showed people how to do it. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, but I mean, it's pretty simple. So if you just, I'm pretty sure it's, um, you type in like ftc.gov slash, I don't remember. It's in my YouTube with Aaron, my most recent one, it has the link and it's with Aaron and I have started a new series and it's called sip uh, what is it called i forgot sipping something mlm <laughs> news mlm news with anti mlmers that's what we call it and it was the first episode it's black and white on my channel you can't miss it because everything else is pink and blue <laughs> and so in the description i have the link to the ftc to turn it in it's so simple you click that link and it says there's a big button and you just click the turn it in you fill it out um, to the best of your ability, they're going to accept anything, but to the best of your ability, you fill it out and then you, and then you click the submit button and you're good to go. Um, and the best thing you can do is get like screenshots, screen recordings, and turn those in as well with it. 
but it really does not take long. It is not as daunting as people believe it is. It is just isn't. They, they made sure it wasn't so that people will actually do it because they want it done. Yeah. I'll um go and like put that video in the show notes and um I'll look for the link and put that in there too. So that way you have one more spot, everyone, where you can find where to turn people in. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's huge. Like, um, what is some of the pushback that you've heard or like what was some of your own like cognitive dissonance like pushback? of like turning people in because I know like a lot of people will be like oh like that's somebody's income that you're turning in like turning them in on things like that like what do you have to say to all that that's not their income they get that off of other people yeah like my thing is if you're gonna break the law and you're gonna break rules what why aren't we going to turn them in why are the rules there then Right. Also, that's not their income, you know, like their, their income is based off of other people failing. I don't feel so bad about that. Uh, I don't feel so bad about turning someone in for um, lying, cheating, breaking the law and uh, scamming people. And that's what MLMs do, in my opinion all of the above, especially people like Jessie Lee. And that's one of the reasons I made sure to do it on live. And I mean, her giveaways, in my opinion, break the law. Like we went through the different laws that they break, um, Texas law and national law. Um, And so we made sure to turn them in, cite the laws and all of that stuff. Um, There's so much drama with her. Yeah, exactly. There's so much wrong there. There is a lot wrong there. Um, way more than just that, but I mean, why would we, why would we have those rules if we, why would we have them? You know, why, why can't we turn them in? I have people like when I say I'm turning someone in to the FTC on my TikTok, Mm -hmm. I have people go, why would you do that to them? Like, you're such a terrible person. Well, guess who they are? People in MLMs. Yeah. And you know what? They've likely done the same thing as the other person just haven't been caught right I know that like uh, my first thoughts originally I'm still like working through all of this um but like I originally really struggled because my mom really raised me as like a just go about your business type of person like what will come to them will come to them but like then as I've become like an advocate in the world in general not just through MLMs or anti-MLM I was like oh no (laughs) no I'm not gonna do that I'm not just gonna sit back and not say anything um I'm sorry my dog is barking because she sees another dog she's Iris you're not that big and scary I promise she's she's not that big she just thinks she is come here honey come here I know big and scary um (laughs) my goodness I'm so sorry it's okay um, um, mine does the same thing, but I put her outside so that way she hopefully wouldn't interrupt us. But like, I don't know, I don't know if people can hear her when she like goes off at the neighbors, and I'm feel like a terrible person because I just leave her there, <laughs> let her bark at them. Yeah, <laughs> I we live in an apartment, and so it's so easy for her to like see people outside of our door. Um, but um, but yeah, I I mean honestly, I I don't feel an ounce of of bad at all 
first off, I think if, if they, if someone reaches out to them about it, like from the FTC, they likely won't, especially if it's just one person turning one person in, you never know though. Um, great. That's great because maybe they'll stop or if they get, you know, if it makes them nervous, like they're breaking the rule and it makes them nervous about the FTC, um, that someone's turning them in, they probably won't do it again. Yeah. I mean, it's really just accountability. I mean, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, if you're going to break the rule, I'm going to turn you in. And I make sure to point out most of the time, their privacy, their policy um, procedures, because their policy and procedure says not to do these things. Right. And then turn them into their company as well. You know, I mean, I mean, why not? Yeah. How easy is it to turn people into their company? Oh, it, it can be easy and it can be difficult. It depends on the company and how they make <laughs> Luna. That's so pitiful. <laughs> Was that not the most pitiful sound you've ever heard? Can you go to bed? Go to bed. Um, it can be easy. It can be difficult. It depends on how they have it set up for the company. Um, Monate, easy. You, they have an email you can send to. And I mean, I just type it out. I attach everything, boom, 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 boom. Make sure everything's in order, send, done. Prove it has been a little harder to find, but I finally found the email you can send it to. Send it, same thing. Send all the stuff I need, type it out, boom, 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 done. I mean, it, okay. once you, yeah, once you find the email, you just send it, very simple. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like you could, like anyone that's like wondering, like you could literally reach out to pretty much any anti-MLM creator and they can at least point you in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're wanting to turn someone in for breaking the rules, we will not, not send it to you. (laughs) We're going to have to say, um, absolutely. Here it is (laughs) for sure. Um, yeah. And and especially if you're turning it in because then (laughs) she sees a dog, then we won't have to do it. And right. because we do it all the time, <laughs> right. that, will take, that will take some stress off of us. Right. So, so um, as a final uh, topic to talk about, I think that we should probably talk about, um, who is this from? No, sale, no Shame Sales Game. Their post from yesterday, and I commented on your thing about it. Um, so the post says, if network marketing triggers you, don't take it out on me. Call your therapist. I saw that and I laughed because, I mean, she's the problem in it, you know, obviously her wording, disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. And then she says she's a counselor. Absolutely not. Who are you counseling? They need to stop. They need to go. Yeah. I, I, uh, I actually talked about it on my, my YouTube, my new YouTube video I posted yesterday. Of course, why wouldn't you bring that up? That's a, that's a top fail for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I love how she says, calm your thumbs, Jan. Just like that has nothing to do with anything. I'm just like, no, yeah. I won't. I won't calm my thumbs. <laughs> Absolutely. I, and you know what? I think what she is doing is she is annoyed by all the people commenting on her stuff mm-hmm. you know what I mean like she is tired of people telling her that she's wrong or saying like going up against her in her comment section mm-hmm. and so sh- she's going to make them think it's their 
they're the problem. She's going to manipulate them to think you're the one who's triggered. It's not me. Well, actually, who's the one making an entire post about it? Yeah. Who's the one telling us to calm our thumbs? Yeah. This is like the straight up gaslighting. Like this Mm -hmm. could be like straight from the definition of gaslighting. Like literally (laughs) all of us. Oh my God. So I can see my dog in the backyard and she just found like a tree and she's carrying it around with her. (laughs) That has happened before. It's hilarious. I can imagine that view. Um. Anyways, so, <laughs> so like all of us in the anti-MLM community, all of us like survivors of anti of of MLMs, are here saying this is wrong. We're not okay. This isn't okay. Like, and we're speaking out, and we're not shutting up about it. And she's right here being like, "We're not the problem. It's you. Like, call your therapist. Like, first of all." I'm not shaming anyone like you should get a therapist and like I'm trying to revolve my practice around helping people uh that are leaving network marketing so like absolutely like contact the therapist uh we would love to help you but like don't shame people for getting therapy first of all no like not gonna fly and like don't use it as a like I don't know. I can't think of the word that I want to say, but like, I don't know. It just, the shame around that she's like putting out there on this post, like that triggers me more than anything. I'm just like, oh, you're shaming people for getting therapy. Like that's what this post oh, is. Yes. And then her, com- did you, re- I'm sure you did. You read yeah. what she said in the comments. Um, if I'm right, it's about uh, how you can afford therapy, right? I'm pretty sure because she talks about if you can't afford therapy, go to your HR, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first off, I have health insurance from a steady, stable job. I'm pretty okay, but people in multi level marketing, they don't get that. No, they don't. I am also <laughs> noting the privilege again. Um, I am a therapist and I work for an organization. And guess what's not covered in my health insurance? Mental health. Mental health. I will say, I will say, um, so mental health in my previous, I, my husband, um, I just got on his insurance, but yeah, mental health in my previous was not covered. Right. So like is her whole whole thing is just like, go to your HR, like, so what, so that your company can have documentation on the fact that you're struggling. Yeah. HR re- isn't there for you. HR is there for the of entitled biatch, in my opinion. It reeks of it. Entitled yeah. biatch. I'm like, and, and listen, I, I mean, I've had done in a whole video over her. Well, it was over Lula Rich and her reaction to it, but she is, she is one of those people that I don't do my videos for. Right. This, they're, my videos are not for her. She right. is someone who, and, and if people are listening, they're like, who is this person? Let's talk real quick about who this person is. <laughs> this person is someone who was in an MLM who didn't succeed, but chose to start an Instagram that became very popular about how you can succeed in an MLM and started trainings. So she, now she makes money off of people who are in MLM paying her to train them when in reality, she never succeeded in her own MLM. How predatory is that? 
so predatory. Absolutely disgusting. Like literally she looked at the MLM industry and was like, dollar signs, I figured out how I can make money because this isn't working. Absolutely. Absolutely. And her husband is someone who does that kind of stuff anyway, like trains that way. So he's a big part of that. So she said, I'm going to take the training aspect of what he does, that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to take the, oh, I know MLM, you can make money being a trainer, but not being in the MLM. And I'm going to put it together and I'm going to make money finally, but by training people in MLMs. Yeah. Yeah. And she also tried, she uses the vocabulary of, we are changing the MLM game. Like it's not going to be the same as it was. Like we are changing it. It's not going to be cold messages is not going to be this it's going to be different and I'm like you can you can polish a turd but it's still a turd yeah it's not changing anything no like how how do you run an MLM without cold messaging people like how how I I don't know I don't know I guess she knows I don't know (laughs) I'm not really sure that there's a way to be successful quote-unquote successful in network marketing without cold messaging people absolutely (laughs) absolutely all right all right well do you have any final thoughts um thank you I guess thank you so much I mean I know I was probably all over the place just because no it takes me a while to wake up (laughs) um and I was really sick yesterday but I had such a blast um sorry about my thoughts no you're fine thank you so much I'm glad that we were able to get together and um I love your content I'm so excited for like anyone that is listening to this that hasn't found you yet like you're living under a rock like <laughs> so nice <laughs> go, go check it out like it's amazing um and you put so much time and effort into it and I just love it so I'm well, I appreciate that I thank you so much and um shout out to you for starting a podcast amongst all the hundred other things that you're doing um I mean seriously like I mean you're part of the anti-MLM education community as well yeah. so you're doing what I'm doing it's just a podcast form yeah thanks I love it I like it. I'm dabbling in my TikToks now, um, too. So that's awesome. TikTok is fun. It's fun. I'm scared. I'm scared because I see all of the negative comments, like, and like you guys make it so funny when people like comment negative stuff. But I'm like, so I was I was really sad at them at first, and then I said, Oh no, I can make money off of their comment. (laughs) Might as well. Or and I also just got used to it. Like if, if it's someone in MLM, they're just you know, they probably just don't know. They're probably ignorant. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I got them so much after a while that it didn't hurt my feelings anymore. <laughs> at, at first it did though. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Don't worry. I, I haven't gotten one yet. So I'm just waiting for the day that it happens. Like even my like personal following anyone that like had any issue with it just unfriended me. And I was just like, all right, well, <laughs> bye. don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> I love that. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Perfect. Well um, said. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm so excited for people to listen to our episode and I will talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Thanks. Bye. Bye.